0: Organizers are calling off a planned Black Lives Matter road mural on Richmond's East Gray Street. The reversal comes after another proposal was submitted to the city for an anti-abortion mural. Roberta Roldan has more. Last month, Venture Richmond got approval from the city to paint Black Lives Matter just blocks away from the state capitol. They abruptly pulled their application last week, and a local right-wing city council candidate is taking credit. Mike Dickinson filed an application earlier this month to have Baby's Lives Matter painted in front of the Richmond Planned Parenthood on Hamilton Street. Dickinson says he thinks the city realized it would have to allow both. It's best if government just stays out of making, you know, roadways and other public areas, or political art displays, because then you pick and choose and government shouldn't be in the business of doing that. Venture Richmond tells VPM that it pulled its application because of how long it was taking to be approved, and they aren't aware of any other proposed public art projects. Roberta Roldan, VPM News. Flags flew at half-staff over the weekend in Virginia to honor the late U.S. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. One state lawmaker recalls a Supreme Court decision that endeared her to Ginsburg and changed the course of her life. Whitney Evans reports. In 1996, the U.S. Supreme Court held that Virginia Military Institute's male only admissions policy violated the 14th Amendment's Equal Protection Clause. Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg wrote that majority opinion, one of her most notable decisions. Democratic Delegate Jennifer Carroll Foy later benefited from that ruling, graduating from VMI in 2003. She often recalls being in her high school ROTC class, watching news of that decision. Hearing Justice Ginsburg reasoning and her logic and her saying ultimately that women can do all things if given the opportunity. I believe that, emphatically, and I believed it so much that I declared in that classroom in that moment that I was going to attend Virginia Military Institute. Governor Ralph Northam praised Ginsburg's work to ensure VMI, which is also his alma mater, admitted women as cadets. In a statement, he called her, quote, a giant on the court, a brilliant legal mind, and an unwavering beacon in the fight for equal justice and gender equity. Whitney Evans, VPM News. Chesterfield County is continuing to provide meals for students during virtual learning, but officials say starting this week, six locations will no longer provide meals due to very low participation. Some of these locations include the Faith and Family Church, Chesterfield Volunteer Rescue Squad, and Belvedere Apartments. However, Rollingwood Apartments has been added as an additional spot to pick up meals for kids. A full listing of meal pickup locations can be found at MyChesterfieldSchools.com. Richmond schools will be shortening their virtual school day, according to a presentation the superintendent gave at last night's school board meeting. As Alan rodriguez Espinosa reports, the change comes after many parents voiced health concerns. Two weeks into the school year, some parents say the virtual school day is not working. They're worried more time in front of a screen is having negative effects on their children's vision and overall mood. Ophthalmologist Evan Silverstein says parents can reduce eye strain by having children sit two feet away from the screen and taking short breaks every 20 minutes. I really encourage them not to pick up another device, not to stay on the computer during breaks. In previous years, the American Academy of Pediatrics has recommended no more than two hours of screen time per day for young children. But this year, that may not be an option. That is pre-COVID recommendations. Silverstein says the key is balancing increased computer time with plenty of outdoor activities and exercise. Alan rodriguez Espinosa, VPM News. The Richmond Circuit Court has appointed the Augusta County Prosecutor to investigate Mayor LeVar Stoney's handling of the Confederate monuments removal contract. Tim Martin was appointed after Richmond Commonwealth's attorney Colette McEachin recused herself. A shell company operated by a former Stoney campaign donor was paid $1.8 million to take down more than a dozen Confederate statues and iconography throughout Richmond in June. That same donor donated to the campaign of McEachin's husband, U.S. Representative Donald McEachin. An investigation into how Stoney handled the contract was first requested by City Councilwoman Kim Gray, who's running against him in the November election. When Democratic Representative Abigail Spanberger won her seat in 2018, she got a boost from a large network of door knockers. As Ben Pavier reports, the campaign has paused that tactic during the pandemic while her opponent is ramping it up. Cheers erupted as Republican Nick Freitas addressed supporters at a new office in Henrico on Saturday. They were heading out to knock on doors. What you are doing today is what's going to make the difference on November 3rd. Republican campaigns have embraced door knocking, but Democrats like Abigail Spanberger mostly have not, citing public health concerns. Chris Mann, a political scientist at Skidmore College, says it's also a practical choice. If Democrats aren't opening the door... There's no point in canvassing. If Republicans are, then it's the most effective tactic. Full stop. Spanberger's campaign is dropping off flyers at people's homes. The Democrat holds an edge in TV ad spending by over $1 million. Ben Pavier, VPM News. A public safety committee in the House of Delegates has approved the Senate's version of a bill that would create a statewide Marcus Alert. The bill would compel teams of mental health professionals to respond to some 911 calls, an effort to limit interactions between police and people experiencing a mental health crisis. Luis Aguilar, an advocate for Latino and immigrant communities, spoke in favor of the bill. By providing services rather than authorized force, we are pushing substantive justice. The House and Senate bills have some key differences. The Senate version puts the system in place by July 2022 and leaves many details up to local governments. The House bill requires five localities, including Richmond, to have a Marcus Alert in place by next summer. The rest of the state would have until 2026. Both bills will be headed for final passage once they clear budget committees. Legal aid organizations have launched an online tool to help Virginians determine if filing for bankruptcy is right for them. COVID-19 has resulted in hundreds of thousands of job losses and people with a large volume of debt. The resource, provided by the Virginia Poverty Law Center and Central Virginia Legal Aid Society, comes in an effort to keep people from considering bankruptcy prematurely or choosing the wrong approach. The process takes the form of a guided interview that will also help participants find attorneys and offer qualifying residents pro bono assistance. Printer and internet access are required to use the tool. For more information, visit isbankruptcyformeva.org. All the stories you've heard can be found online at vpm.org news. This has been the Daily VPM Newscast. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.